Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Epilogues and Epiphanies, a show where we'll explore questions about life, the universe, and being human through the lens of TV and film. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the movie The Breakfast Club with special guest Crystal Ships. Uh, I know um, Crystal from back in my grad school days. We were at the same internship site and got to lead some group therapy sessions together and got to know each other pretty well. And she's great and is currently a therapist in the Kansas City area. I'm sure you guys are going to love her. We get into some great conversations about accepting others, empathy for the teenage experience, and uh, society's expectations for females. So we kind of go all over the place and it's a great conversation. And I feel like this was one of those movies that is kind of like on like the top movie lists everywhere. So like we had to talk about this at some point. So without further ado, let's go. Thanks everyone for joining us again. Today I have with me my friend Crystal and we met in grad school and I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit before we get into today's topic. Crystal. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I am so excited for this. I am Crystal Ships. I live in Kansas City. I am a mental health therapist. I'm Personality-wise, I'm an INFJ on the Myers-Briggs and Enneagram 4-Wing 5. Although the one calls to me a lot, so I feel like maybe I have an alter ego. That's a one. They're linked. They're for sure linked. It's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. I am wife, adopted mom of two, stepmom of three. All are adults now. We just graduated our last two weeks ago. Very excited about that. And I don't know. This I'm just really excited to, to talk about this. I feel like I've got a lot of really exciting things going on right now. I've dubbed the summer of discovery in my life. I'm not having a ton of kids' activities and all that. We're like, okay, I'm, I took a boxing class, and I'm going to take some drum lessons, and I'm going to maybe take a cooking class and learn how to cook. Yeah, <laughs> um, my husband's excited about that one. Yeah. I'm 45. I'm like, who, who am I? What do I like? What, how do I want to fill my time? And so it's, it's just some pretty exciting things. Now we're also going to have our first grandbaby in October. So yeah, some pretty cool things on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool. That's yeah. I love that you like declared it like this is the summer of discovery and I'm going to do all these things. That's so fun. Yeah. No, yeah. it's interesting. I feel like we were talking a little bit before we started. We're not exactly the same age, but I do feel mm-hmm. like I've like women are entering this season right now of who am I? What do I like? What do I care about? And it's been so mm-hmm. interesting because like a lot of my friends that I went to college with and my roommate, I talked to her on the Mean Girls episode and we were just like, yeah, I mean, I when I was little, I was like into all these things and I was really passionate about this. I was mm-hmm. really expressive and I was really this, that and the other and just like remembering that part of you is there. And I think it's so I don't yeah. I don't know what's like going on in the ether so to speak but like I think there's some really there's some really cool stuff happening because it seems like there's a lot of us just like rediscovering our usness our yes. uniqueness and it's just super cool because I feel like it gives so much freedom for other people to do the same and mm. a little bit more comfort of being with each other even of oh she's free to be her so it she's probably okay if I'm me too and yes. not feeling as on edge and as judged or guarded and then just better things happen that way better mm-hmm. conversations better relationships so 
That's so cool. I'm, I definitely am going to be looking for some, hopefully some photos from the boxing class, obviously the <laughs> cooking class. And I'll, yeah, I want to see some evidence. I want to see how well you're doing because the boxing class sounds impressive. A little well, I took free trial. I'm not sure I'll go back. Okay. Okay. All right. Beginner class. And it it pretty much, I felt like I had been hit by a a truck for a few days. Yeah. So we'll see. But that's so funny. Yeah. So I said we met in grad school and I always like to say, okay, but how do you remember us meeting? Or I, and I feel like I know we met an internship, but I don't actually remember like how, when, like, I right. just, like, and suddenly I know Crystal and we're leading a group together. And yes. <laughs> it's funny. I think the last time I had one of these like discovery times is when I decided to go back to grad school. Cause I was definitely a mm-hmm. second career therapist. I didn't get my master's until I was almost 40, just a few months mm-hmm. from being 40. Mm-hmm. And so I get to my grad school classes and I get to my internship and everyone is 24 <laughs> and I'm like, will they like me? Will they think I'm old? And you know what I'm saying? So it was definitely one of those little existential moments. But yes, I remember everyone there was amazing. And yes, I remember leading that group with you on boundaries, I believe. And I still love group therapy. Love it. It's just an amazing way to, to heal. So yeah, like I said, I don't remember that there was a, it was probably just one of those all the new interns were going to get together. And then all of a sudden we just all knew each other. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, I feel like I maybe had met you and maybe knew who you were. And then it was like, we were leading a group that night and I was like, (laughs) all right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this this thing. We got this. Yeah. No, that was such a good and challenging experience. I, cause we, I mean, we interned at a church, so that was, that was layered for sure. (laughs) And I feel like I grew and learned and changed a lot as a person during that time and was fortunate enough to encounter some really awesome, supportive, like-minded people like you Mm -hmm. and Sam and just other people on the team, even some of the other counselors that were more established there. I'm trying to... There were just so many good people. Yeah, it's been a minute, like for sure. But no, I just remember you were just so authentic and hey, here I am and this is me and jumping in with both feet. And I was like, yes, this is my kind of person. Okay, we will be fine leading this group together. We're going to do this. (laughs) We will Um, not run this train off the tracks. (laughs) Yeah, not too far. We'll get it back on if nothing else. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about like you being on the show and you were like, I don't know what to talk about. And I was like, I don't know if I know what to talk about, but I want to talk to you. So I just was thinking through some, some maybe some iconic movies that, that felt important or like culturally significant. Like yeah. this one gets referenced a lot. And we were both talking. We're not either of us super familiar with it. It was, we know it exists. We know that people reference it a lot. I think we yeah. all get the fist bump reference yeah. and the two two hits you hitting me me hitting you and you yeah. hitting the floor some of those <laughs> yes. lines but it's a little new to us so I was watching it and I was I don't know this isn't it's not really doing it for me and then it was like it was when Bender yes Bender that's it that's uh-huh. it and when he starts to go off on everyone and I was like okay I'm interested it was like <laughs> I was like nothing like all right let's see what this is about there's something Um, here yeah for sure yeah so i guess i didn't actually say this but it'll be obviously when they click it they'll know we're talking about the breakfast club so yeah so 
I know the first thing I wrote down really was like even just the way these kids are arriving to detention like they're pulling up we see what kind of car they're in how the discussion with the parents go the princess is why couldn't you get me out of this and this whole she skipped class to go shopping and i'm like oh honey do better but that was her that was where she was at and that's why she was there and we walked through all the other kids most of them pulling up in in different situations with someone dropping them off in a car and then bender is walking up himself by himself he just walks across the traffic and into the school and i thought that was interesting immediately i'm like all right he did not arrive even like everyone else at least was in a vehicle and he just walked up so that was like telling a little bit i thought the next thing though was like once they're in there and the detention has started (laughs) he starts talking and one of the first things he says was something like about the princess girl let's impregnate her yeah and i was like bro you basically just said hey guys let's rape this girl and i'm just like what is going on and then he says a few more things like that and then the teacher comes back and he's what's going on in here and i said out loud to my husband i said i'm being sexually harassed but it's 1984 so apparently nothing is going on so it's just what in the world is okay to say that was so crazy that's what I think is crazy to me about some of these 80s movies is, whoa, we said what now? Like I know. And oh I was watching gosh. it with my husband who's been teaching for 30 years and had did a stint as a principal. And we were like counting all of the things that would not fly these days. It's like probably just the fact of locking six kids in a room on a Saturday, it's letting them trauma right. bond with each other. Yeah. Never. Well, and he's, he even at the start says, and you can't leave your seats. And I'm like, you you can't do that. Physically, that's not like <laughs> right. good for a person to sit all day. We know that. Like you have right. to have bio breaks. Yes. And it's just, that's so, in- yeah, it's such a different world. It was so very crazy. hard. To I feel like the they film. all look so grown up. Yes, for sure. We also had to Google how old they were when the movie was I think Emilio Estevez was like 23 or something when the movie was filmed. Oh, yeah. we were like, teenagers are never teenagers yeah. <laughs> in these movies. Yeah. But no. trying to watch the film with a lifetime educator and a mental health therapist, we were yeah. like, we got to take those yeah. go- goggles off <laughs> and just watch it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's hard, though. Like, you, it's really hard to not be looking at things in those lenses. That's just how we walk through the world. But, yeah, there's so much that just would not fly both on all sides like between the kids and between the teacher and the school system just like Mm -hmm. all of it and it was like I don't know like even just I don't even know if they do much Saturday detention anymore like really I feel like it's been a while since I've heard of anyone having to go in on the weekend yeah I I don't think we do anything like that I think the part that really was like wow is when Vernon locks Bender in the closet we were like oh my gosh yeah that would be a lawsuit (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah that was crazy he's like challenging him he's go on hit me and if you don't hit me right now like someday i'm gonna hit you and who's gonna believe you and what in the world oh my gosh also (laughs) yes and also he said i had to look this up because i was like whoa he says i make thirty one thousand a year and i was like i know it was a different time so i need to know what this was it translated to about 90k yeah so I needed to know that. I was like, is this good? How good? And right. I was like, oh, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of made just a little like joke such a about... jarring thing to say. It was. We kind of made a little joke about living in Missouri. We're like, first year teachers don't make that much, like quite oh, gosh, not yeah. much more than that now. But yeah, right, he was pretty yeah. proud of himself for that salary, which 
pretty good. That's so funny, which at the time was great, but that's so crazy how much it's changed and just, yeah. I think when I, and like I said, I, this is not a movie like I've really seen a lot. And so it's not one that like I have a lot of nostalgia or attachment mm-hmm. to. And so I'm like rewatching it. I think I've seen it one other time. And, and I'm like, man, this feels a little slow. And like most of the dialogue that maybe is interesting is like just making me uncomfortable. Right. And then all of a sudden Bender starts reenacting what he thinks everyone's families mm-hmm. are like. And then he gets into his and I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention. Yeah. That yeah. Was, I, I, in my notes, heavy. I wrote that as the shift. Because it was like, yeah, at the beginning, Claire and Andy and they just had a disgust for him. Oh, mm-hmm. he's the worst as a person. He's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the shift, you could see it. And then they start to even stick up for him when the mm-hmm. principal comes back in or whatever. Oh, he didn't do that yeah. or whatever. And it was that shift of, it reminded me of that quote, the more you know about a person's story, the harder it is to hate them. So it was like, oh, yeah, there, he's suddenly a human and maybe hurting. And oh, yeah, I, you yeah. could just feel the whole room shift a little yeah. bit. That was a pretty powerful scene. Actually. I That was really, yeah. I wrote down where they were. He says, I don't believe you. He like shares all that. And then the jock is, I don't believe you. And then this, all this, he like basically explodes even more all over about mm-hmm. what it's really shows the cigar burn and all this stuff. And then Bender walks away and she says to him you shouldn't have said that to the jock guy and he says i know Mm. it was like she's you really shouldn't have said that he really has it rough we need to not be unkind to this person that is in hurting Mm. or doesn't have a support system like you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have discounted his experience Mm. and he says i know and i wasn't expecting that from him i expected a defense of why i was a jerk and why it was fine no i really wasn't expecting him to Mm. acknowledge that yeah i crossed a line and i should have been kinder to him and that to me i was like oh my gosh there's a little bit of heart here already yeah a little bit of care for each other a little bit of soft Um, softness yeah yeah so interesting Like when he says, I don't believe you, I don't think that's real. And I was like, the turkey pot pie reference was just a shade too specific. That was definitely like, he had that exact sentence and that exact conversation. He was just replaying something play by play. And yeah, yeah, that was, and yeah, like you said, they started trying to like, stick up for him and that kind of thing and then they all decide they're gonna wander the halls together and (laughs) which is funny because the brain brainiac kid is like arguing with why are we listening to why are we doing this and i'm like buddy why are you there then you could have stayed back (laughs) the same thought i was like you're really like trying to say they should be doing something else but you don't have to be doing this at all so interesting yeah he was interesting this we get to the point eventually where they all recognize that the thing that really bonds them is this like sense of pressure Mm. this sense of pressure to either to be something whether it's like something good or expectation that you will be bad like there's just the pressure of this whole movie starts out with like them talking about the labels you have for us Mm. and this like reductive one descriptor of who we are yes very one dimensional uh, i yeah i always one of my favorite things that i feel like i say to people all the time i'll be like listen i contain multitudes we all do (laughs) But yeah, it's, they're not just these things for sure. It reminded me too, I work with a lot of teens as a therapist and I've worked Mm -hmm. with Benders Mm -hmm. and Claire's and Allison's. Mm -hmm. Her character was interesting to me and it just brought me back to the fact that teen problems 
can be so easily dismissed by adults as not big oh problems. Gosh, yes. Like yes. what could you possibly yes. have to worry about? You're in high school. It was like, right. looks can be deceiving. And that mm. just reminded me to take it more seriously or to yeah, refresh yeah. that, that need as a therapist. Yeah. yeah I, I think I may have shared about this on a different episode think it might have been the one where I was talking to I don't know if you've ever seen Dan in real life I think that was the one because she gets really dramatic the daughter does mm. about this boyfriend that her dad won't let her hang mm. out with and she says you are a murderer of love and she screams it and it's like guttural yes. and she's like 14 mm. and we were talking about how that's like a little bit funny to us but I just remember I we both did the master's in counseling, but I also did undergrad in psychology mm-hmm. and my psychology professor in probably my, it was either my freshman or so, I think it was my sophomore year. I took a childhood and adolescent psychology mm-hmm. and she was talking about, we're all, most of us are like 19 or 20 at this point. She says, you are closer to this phase of life, this teenage phase of life than you will ever be again. Remember what it was yeah. like. Remember it. Like, like she's make note of those feelings in your brain and remember how big everything felt mm-hmm. and how like out of control everything felt and how chaotic and just dire and alone mm-hmm. and just remember those things and have compassion. Oh, yeah. And that really of all the things I'm sure I learned a lot more in that class. <laughs> but I that's the main thing I have really remembered. Because I do I remember being in that seat and wishing someone had been that way towards yeah. me. And you said it, adults, it's really easy to lose the perspective that these things do matter to them and like to understand that their way of even teenagers feel more like adult to us because they can communicate in more sophisticated ways. But <laughs> and we're looking at in, them in their eye. heads though. <laughs> like yeah. Bigger. Right. Like they're tall enough. They're tall enough. They look they can pass for adults on the outside yes. maybe, but prefrontal cortex development is not no. there all the way. And also bathing in so many hormones <laughs> that like even the best kids, even the most like well-behaved, yeah. logical, good kids, brainiac kids, whatever, everything feels like on fire. Yeah. And so it's and they're surrounded by other people, the main people in their life are their friends and their lives are also on fire. So they are chaos surrounded by chaos, bumping into each other all the time and trying to just like feel like they know what's going on and like where they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be. And it's just a lot. I remember it being a lot. And I just, I'm so grateful to that professor for asking me to make that mental note while I still have it because I had, I've had several people just over the years. There's a, a, person in town and we were talking about it and she's telling me about her daughter who was like I think 14 at the time and just how hard it was and I said oh my gosh no it's hard for everyone involved it's hard for her it's hard for you like it's high school junior high teenage life is just hard for everyone involved so I'm always just like really empathetic for all involved parties (laughs) but I just remember telling her like she won't be like this forever because like they're even the good kids go through a phase where they're like antagonistic and angry and like frustrated and you don't know anything don't stop talking to her don't stop listening do not stop she won't be like this forever but she might not talk to you anymore if you drop off in this phase like just hang on because it's worth it but don't give up on her basically because it's so intense to be the receiver of that too you're like wait a second i do all this stuff for you and you just want to yell at me and be nasty and like where's my good kid And, and 
And I just, I remember telling her that and she's, thank you for saying that. She's, I have been, but like <laughs> I was on the edge. I was ready to throw in the towel and I was like, just hang on a little bit more, just a little bit more. Yeah. And like, she'll really appreciate it. Cause I remember being that age and my parents did hang on and I had some friends, parents who mm. did not. And the difference was felt yeah. like for sure in our experiences then and later. For One sure. of the best things I've heard recently is when someone, I think maybe even was on TikTok said, when your kids are teenagers, what they need from you is to be the equivalent of a plant in the corner of the room. It's there. They see it. They know that they can talk to you if they need to, but like the plant doesn't do anything. It doesn't hover. It doesn't pry. It doesn't. So it's simply just, just mm -hmm. hang out, just be and let mm -hmm. them be available. Yes, yeah. Let them be the one to come to that, which is funny because like mm -hmm. when I was thinking about this movie and that, that thing, like the Andy, the jock, like his dad was not a plant. <laughs> his dad was like, no. you must succeed. You must push mm -hmm. and all that. And then of course, Bender's dad sounds like a complete train wreck. I just loved mm -hmm. that almost a little bit more hands off. I'm here open arms, but not dragging mm -hmm. them or pulling mm -hmm. them or put, pulling things out of them. Mm -hmm. I think that probably does mm -hmm. more damage. For sure. For sure. But it's, I, it's hard because I'm, I don't have kids, but I am in a lot of situations, the mm -hmm. fixer. And so it's hard for me not to just want to jump in and fix things for other people just in yeah. general. So I can't even imagine when it's your kid to just be like, jump in and tell them how it ought to go because you see how it'll go wrong mm -hmm. if it goes a different way and it's uh, one thing I talk yeah. to a lot of parents about is the difference between safety and preferences if it's a safety issue mm. we should jump in mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. substance use issue if it's a they're out and we don't know where they are if it's a they're doing something mm -hmm. self to mm -hmm. self-harm we have to jump in but if it's just a preferences mm -hmm. I wish they wouldn't date that person or I wish mm -hmm. they wouldn't wear that right. <laughs> picking those right. battles yeah. it's tough yeah for sure for sure yeah, that's, it's tricky. And I feel like we hear, though, the, like, effects in this movie of what it, in a lot of different angles, what it feels like when the parents try to be more mm -hmm. or less, I don't know. But, yeah, like, they just all seem to speak to some kind of pressure, mm -hmm. like of expectation or whatever well, even that line where they where one of them says god are we going to turn up like our parents is that yeah. is that what our trajectory is and they were all like mortified all of them were mortified that yeah. their parents were the last people yeah. they would want to emulate which was really yeah. eye-opening too yeah 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 and because it feels like to them their parents are in those moments they're just people who don't want to see mm -hmm. them and people that are squishing someone else and that feels like not what they want to be yeah. they're receiving it they definitely don't want to do that to someone mm -hmm. else but i do also think in ways in that room they were doing that mm -hmm. to each other they're putting those parental expectations on you those bet. other people and those stereotypes and things and just like already you want to think you're will you turn out like your parents you already are living out those mm -hmm. things in this moment by by judging each other by expecting only certain types of behavior right. from each other and that kind of thing so that was an interesting thing i had a question that i want to sure. talk with you about because it's i think a good one for maybe a professional to delve into here why do we like bad boys oh gosh that's a great question. I really wish I knew the intricacies of that. I think really it's because mm -hmm. they are courageous enough to 
be authentic. Mm -hmm. And so the princess, she probably wanted to light something on fire. She probably wanted to run away and go through the air vents. And she probably had the, but he lets, he shows her Mm -hmm. that it can be done and she just has the barrier up. So it's almost like he, he has a freedom yeah. To be himself, truly himself, yeah. that she doesn't have. I yeah. feel like in this, this scenario, especially. That's what I thought as well. I just, I definitely wanted to see what other people thought of that. But like, to me, I think it feels like having been the teenager that was like definitely walking yeah. the line. I think it, it feels you're stuck in that box. You're stuck in that rules mm-hmm. in those lines. And like someone else knows how to or doesn't care to color outside of them yeah and it's okay i'm interested in that because that seems free and fun i wouldn't be as destructive as them but man i could breathe and and i think it's also that's interesting just in general like on a person but then there's also maybe if i attach myself to him yeah like he can pull me out well, of these like ones, the line was you know, funny like, with the car at the end where he said something like you you want your parents to fight I could help with that basically or you want something about attention I, I, I can help you help your parents hate each other more or something I don't remember exactly how he said it but it, he knew that him being in her life he's a was tool. going to be yeah. a recipe for some chaos there yeah he's this is not what they want for you I'm not it like yeah 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 for sure. um, I loved oh, yeah. the one of the most I think I loved the, the diamond earring part at the very end because to me that was her saying yeah. we're not that different because that was something he really focused on right, when they yeah. were all sitting around in what I call like the group therapy scene and he was talking about her diamond yeah, and sure. all that and she gives it to him bridging the gap this isn't that big mm-hmm. of a deal to me we're, you're not that much different than I am I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty well done well done John Hughes <laughs> yeah No, yeah, there's so many of those little, I feel like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of little things in this movie that like, just like small exchanges. The big ones don't seem to like, honestly feel like they move, except for the initial explosion where you talked about like the turn. The big things really don't feel like the important things, honestly, Mm -hmm. in this. It's like the little quiet Mm -hmm. moments, like about the group therapy scene when we finally find out why the brainiac kid is there and oh I my know. gosh yep that was mm-hmm. hard he Ugh. was the kid that i related yeah. to the most of all of them because yeah, i was so sure. perfectionistic and anxious and academic as a kid and i had mm-hmm. i just felt like a weird little outsider i was in a very i was raised in a very small town very small school i had 19 in my graduating class mm-hmm. and lots of self-inflicted pressure because I, my family was in turmoil, I had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. I felt school was where I can be something. So I remember mm-hmm. being in fifth grade, getting my first B in art, and I thought that B stood for bad. Oh no! Like I, di- I really did to yeah. myself. I, I, I know, it doesn't. Right? Like I, I told my mom, I was like, basically, <laughs> kind of what he said. I don't get Bs. I don't get Ds. I don't get Fs. Like that. That's something. Mm-hmm. And when he was definitely the one that I thought of all of them in high school, that was closer to how what my pressure felt like it was just it was definitely self and his was a little bit parent inflicted mm-hmm. but mine was a hundred percent self-inflicted my parents are not academic people they did not have mm-hmm. expectations for me except just do your mm-hmm. best but it just became like and my identity was being smart or capable but yeah he right. that his right. that, that yeah. kind of broke me there too one of the things he said in that scene that i wrote down as one of the more i don't know poignant I guess lines as he says so what happens on Monday 
Yeah, that one, that that whole conversation uh-huh. got me. I was like, yep. yeah, because we are still who we are. And like, it's really, and then Bender <laughs> gets mad. Bender gets so mad in that conversation. And I was like, I'm tracking <laughs> with you, Bender. That was the first time I, I was like, yes, I have no caveats. Mm-hmm. Like he says, that's a shitty thing yeah. to do to someone. Yeah. That's to like, he's, I'm mad because you're being not because you're being honest yeah sure be honest but i'm mad because better this is not how you should treat a person why don't you have the confidence to who you like and i was very never been Uh a gamey person Uh so in terms of playing the politics or anything i would just and it is hard sometimes like it's i think it comes more natural for me to do it than Mm. a lot of other people like i would be the one that'd be like this is my friend now if you're going to be a jerk about it, I'm going to point out why that's a dumb thing yes. to do. And But it doesn't mean I wouldn't be like, my back would be sweating the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. But I'd be like tense and hot and be like, I'd be doing it. But I'd be like, I yes. hate this. I feel in conflict and I don't like it. And I feel on yeah. the outside. But yeah, no, his like, it's just such a hypocritical thing to do. We're here. We're being real. We're, and then we're like, Monday, you can't like be a real person still it was almost like Like, he had jumped ahead in that whole development stage like he was almost the adult going Mm -hmm. why is your prefrontal cortex still Mm -hmm. so bad (laughs) like why are you still being so childish? right yeah yeah when and yeah yeah i that was a pretty that line kind of hit me hard because i was always the kid in high school if someone was sitting alone i really hated that but Mm -hmm. and so it was like come sit with Mm -hmm. us or whatever but it was not always yeah. easy to do. And I knew that I always was going to get some like social yeah. backlash. Yeah. So I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, for sure. I was not an extrovert. So I was never super good at the go out of my mm-hmm. way to be inclusive if included. But if someone was going to, I might be mad and also annoyed at you. But if someone says something <laughs> that's out of line or is picking on you, I'm going to come at them so hard and we're going to end this right now because I'm like, this is not how we are as people. We do not do this. We don't pick on underdogs. Like they're not here to represent Mm -hmm. themselves. Sit down, be quiet. And it was one of those things like I did, I instinctively did. I didn't really know I did it until I was in probably sophomore or junior year and my best friend growing up was it was a guy he was kind of like my brother and he's oh that's Lindsay always sticking Mm. up for the underdog and I was like it caught me off guard but it was also like I was like do I do yes I do I guess that's what I'm doing but I just didn't really think about it but it just I was just like that's not what we do like we just Mm. whoever the we is Mm. not what we do like we don't treat each other that way and yeah you know you're right I think he just Bender, I feel maybe the benefit not having an in-group and you just through all the political nonsense of high school and you just are able to see, I don't have an in-group and here's why there's all these these things and Mm -hmm. it's not even good for them. And I think he's able to see that because he's not included. I think it's just, it's a little hard sometimes to watch because... 80s cringe um, norms that were fine norms that were okay like he's under the desk and the panties shot and like that whole like Mm. whoa okay and now we're just gonna move on with the rest of the day and she's just supposed to go on that was fine and i'm like okay and the one thing though that i i think it's the basket case girls Uh comment that where she says 
you're it's like double like basically she's talking about the virgin mm-hmm. the horror dichotomy mm-hmm. of being a woman it's we don't want you to be a prude but you if you're into it or you have right. sex like you're a slut and so it's like you can't really win and if you don't want to have it but if you do want to yeah. have it you wish you didn't like it's I that's was like stood the yeah, test of time yeah, pretty much <laughs> that's still the same as 40 years yeah, ago yeah I was like all right they were <laughs> That, yeah, that unfortunately has not changed. Mm-hmm. We're still in that boat. And that's just so interesting, even socially, like in this movie, he's talking about like, why don't mm. you stand up to your friends? But also for a girl, yeah. that's different. That's harder. Like we are like supposed mm-hmm. to be connected, supposed to be like in community and sharing sure. with each other. We're not like good mm-hmm. loners. Well, think, like, that would ma- never if, be a, if, if yeah. two guys, teenage guys are rolling around on the ground, punching each other. And 10 minutes later, they're best friends again. Oh my right? gosh. There's very little social fallout, mm-hmm. um, disconnection with boys and yes. men. With yes. women, yeah. it is yeah. Not only is this friendship over, but I'm probably also going to trash oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make your life miserable. Yeah. I'm curious. Are you a like musical I'm theater a fan. fan? Yeah. Have you listened to the no. Mean Girls Broadway soundtrack? I will. Okay. Add that to your list. There's this one song in particular, and I, if anyone has listened to all of the episodes, they're going to be like, you've already told us this. She hasn't told me um, this. But it's a really good Listen, I'm going to tell Crystal this. I think it's called Rather Be Mm. Me. And it's Janice's song. Basically, she's saying, I'm not going to play games. I'm going to tell it like it is. And I'm going to just go with what I need to Mm -hmm. do to be myself. But this is the part. The second verse. We're supposed to all be ladies and be nurturing and care. Is that really fair? Boys get to fight. (laughs) We have to share. Here's the way that turns out. We always understand how to slap mm-hmm. someone down with our underhands. Mm. It's just it gets so much more toxic and convoluted because we're not allowed to express right. like a moment of disagreement. Like we're just supposed to like always be in mm. almost compliance with whatever the social overarching power yes. system in the moment is. And so when we're not, it's like you've mm. created a problem and a rift and mm. that is not okay. And, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to almost act like it's fine, but sure. I'm probably going to just sneakily mm-hmm. like just cause mm-hmm. chaos in your life or yeah. just freeze you out. And so the next line is, so here's my right finger to how <laughs> girls should behave. So that's like my, that's my favorite line probably from that song. But that, yeah, no, just that idea, like you were talking about boys are allowed to roll around on the floor, get mm-hmm. it out and be done. And we would be totally right. psychotic And I, how that. much of that's conditioned like, we would potentially be committed i don't know how much of that's conditioned and how much of that is biological just if the way that anger manifests is different but i think so much of it's conditioning i just do i think so much of it is conditioning because we've all felt like we (laughs) wanted to do that it feels physical you want to just like smack someone or whatever and we get those same urges we just know that is never on the table and it's maybe it definitely shouldn't be on the table for anyone but I think maybe just the allowance of more to me what that is that is a physical representation of a problem like it's really blatant it's really obvious you can't (sighs) ignore it they're fighting Mm -hmm. it's out there whereas we're not even necessarily sure we're allowed to say that we're mad or inconvenienced or upset or frustrated be fine and cool it's all just supposed Mm -mm. to be cool don't have (laughs) needs no yeah be just be like just be in Tupperware until someone like decides yes, to pay attention yes. again. Like it's fine. 
like you should just be fine i just think there's a lot of that social like just be fine just don't mm-hmm. be high maintenance there it that's is. the word that's yep. the word don't be high maintenance the high maintenance is needy versus mm-hmm. we're in relationship or we're in community yeah. and i'm saying you affect me yeah Another thing I was going to mention too is the transformation of the Allison character, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Andy is, oh, you're acceptable oh, now, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, you that's know. always the way. Isn't she's it? all that uh, callback. Oh, she took her glasses off. Now she's, now she's pretty. And I was like, yeah. that just, oh, it was so cringy. <laughs> and I thought it's unsustainable. You just need contacts and a better haircut that's and right. then you're fine. That's it. That's, that's it. it. I just, I wanted that to not be in there. <laughs> I wanted him to see her anyway. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or and I him. maybe someone else, but I was or, like, I was like, maybe, oh, cringe. No, don't do that. No. Yeah, no. There were yeah, there were a couple things like that. I was like, these character, these female characters were not written maybe as nuanced or complexly as would have been nice to be represented. For sure, the girl goes to detention because she like skipped class to go shopping. So basic. Come on. <laughs> like, okay, sure. She didn't like skip to go to a concert or like it was shopping. Yeah, it was like real stereotypical, real cringe. Yeah, yeah. That's always like tricky for me is when there's like that oversimplification mm-hmm. of I'm like yes I know sometimes there are those people but this is the only character in this movie like this and this is what we're giving her wow. so let's maybe try a little more but yeah no that whole transformation thing it's such a trope yeah. it's such a I think I did a reel about it because I was like trying to think of like I had, I've done a couple reels where I said what I learned from rom-coms uh-huh. um, and what I learned from rom-coms is you're probably not ugly. You probably just need context and a better haircut. Absolutely. And maybe some um, lip gloss. And then and maybe some lip gloss. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. But the whole ugly duckling thing is just the ugly duckling thing is so worn out. Yeah, mm. it is. Yeah. In 1984, maybe they were just getting started with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're just like, this is a new idea. What if we yeah. made girls yeah. you didn't think were pretty, pretty? Yeah. The one, it, it would be good if we could see that he sees her or that they maybe it doesn't have to be a relationship. Yeah. Maybe they all see her. Yeah. And she feel feels like her energy feels transformed because they see her. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than I have to be totally different because maybe she wasn't doing her hair that way or whatever mm. because she just didn't know how and maybe she did need help maybe that's what she wanted mm. or maybe she liked being the way she was but she now feels like she needs to be mm, this right. other way and now she's got just a different kind of pressure like because i'm thinking you know what what happens when she shows up to school on monday is everyone like oh mm. look she finally got some makeup mm. and she finally did you know i'm like why does that why is that such a big deal yeah, she's still the yeah. same person. So yeah. it was a... Yeah. That part I just wish wasn't in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, why yeah. did we do this? No, why it's do like, this? it's such a... We're taught so young that that is our, like, social capital. Mm-hmm. Is Our appearance is so much of that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember one of the first, like, guys, he was, like, a friend, but he was flirty. Like, I was probably 13, mm-hmm. maybe. And he said to me, you could be really pretty if you wore makeup. (laughs) And so I'm 13. So what do you think I did? I went and found, I went and asked my mom to either, I think at the time Avon was a big thing. Oh yeah, probably. So probably we ordered some Mm. because I 
didn't know what other makeup you used if that was what my mom was sure. using. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it was very much, I guess, if I want to feel valuable mm-hmm. in this new, because in 13, you're like, you're entering the like teen world. Yeah. Like you're not in it yet. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I guess if these are the rules, yep, this is what I do. And of course you wanted to be pretty. He yeah. told, just gave you the roadmap. You want to be pretty? Wear makeup. Yeah. Awesome. I just got the inside track. You already were. You were right. already yeah, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> we're all pretty. We're all cute. We're all just fine. And it just... Yeah, it's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes me think of what's that show? How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. when Barney Stinson would always like nag yes. a girl, like, yes. and he would just find the weirdest, grossest angle to say something uh-huh. that was like, tear her down and make her need you kind of thing. Yep. And it was just awful. <laughs> yep. So gross. Like, you're just like, no, don't do that. She's great. Please stop being disgusting. Right. But yeah, but also like just this idea, like, you could probably tell a guy. You'd be a lot cuter if you got a haircut. He might not care. Yeah. He'd be like, what does it matter if you think I'm cute? Versus I'm like, this is how I belong. This is how I like get you to pay attention to me or get friends or like whatever. It's interesting um, that you took that so um, different input from a guy, which I think I've, I feel like most of us adult women take what we think is attractive from other women. Like it's more of the we're looking mm-hmm. at other women. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet they think she's pretty. We're not really necessarily taking the right. feedback from right. the men directly. It's we're looking around right. at each yeah. other. and Yeah, and I was probably the only one not wearing makeup <laughs> at this True. point. Yes. But yeah, this. I think I took it from him because I was, I think I already was feeling that way. Because it's like when you're 13, it's what mm-hmm. am I? What am I a kid? I don't really feel like a teenager yeah. yet, but I definitely don't feel like a kid kid. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know. And like everyone else my age decided they were going to jump in with both Mm. feet. And I was, I don't know. This feels like a lot. And getting that feedback, I was like, I guess that's one thing I'm supposed to do to fit in here. But poor girl. She tried her best. She tried her best. She did. She she was 13. She didn't know her head. We're going to give her some grace. uh, (laughs) We're going to give her some grace for taking advice from a stupid jerk. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I think part of I just one Uh, of the things that. I don't know. I just felt like this reminded me, like all of us are doing the best we can with what we have. And I use this analogy a lot in therapy mm-hmm. of let's say that you left home with a toolbox and you had the Claire and the Andy mm-hmm. or the Brian family. You have in your toolbox mm-hmm. to build a life, you have a drill and a saw and a hammer and nails and mm-hmm. all that. And then you, some people have a toolbox mm-hmm. like Bender and Allison, which has a stick and a rock in it and they're supposed to build a life. Right? Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah. It just reminded me of because I'm always forecasting to take these kids 10 years down the road. Are the barriers in their way too big? Are they, mm-hmm. is Bender just like his dad? Is he working a blue collar, low level? Mm-hmm. Maybe like he talked talk about the janitor. The custodian was a funny guy in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Funny little character, but it was good. And I just, at the end, I, I had never seen it. Like I said, I think I'm the only Gen X person alive that had never seen this movie. My husband was appalled. And I was like, I love that. I <laughs> loved that. That was There were so many good reminders and just perspectives that were important to remember, I think. These kids were, these kids in this movie were doing the best they could with what they had. And their parents, mm-hmm. unfortunately, were doing the best they could with what mm-hmm. they had. Hopefully, each generation, the toolbox gets a little more yeah. in it. And then... That sort of thing. But no, it is important to note that someone's degrees of freedom, mm-hmm. yes. they're different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I I have a pretty broad range of that. But like I know a lot of other people, whether it's biologically or situationally, don't have as men- many like mentally options, available options yes. to them. So they're doing what they can with what they have. And I think that just this idea of grace and authenticity is a lot mm-hmm. of the of the point of this movie. It's authenticity to be who we are and then grace to accept who other Mm -hmm. people are as well because if we want to be ourselves and we want to be accepted we need to accept Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. people and i think i I saw the most recent guardians Mm. movie just i think it was not last night the night before and uh, it was like i think a theme of that one felt to me this feels similar is like sometimes you have to love people for who they are not who Mm. you want them to be or love life or love like reality for what it is not what you want it to be or what you think it should Mm -hmm. be and so just this idea of accepting people and things the way Mm -hmm. they are and that i think that serenity prayer idea too of help me know the difference (laughs) help me know when i need to be brave and i need to be in someone's face and i need to be like whoa this is bad we need to fix it and then also to know when i need to like step back and have a more peaceful accepting energy of that i think that's mm-hmm. just i i think these kids they did a great job being trapped in a library together with yes. what they had honestly it could have ended in a fist fight but yeah. it instead ended in that's group right. therapy so <laughs> i also think how different it could so have been had that's it good. been uh, played out today and everyone just sat on their phone the whole day oh yeah <laughs> and nobody oh, bridged any gaps and nobody reached out across the table and it would have just yeah. i think it would have played out a lot oh. differently had it been shot now that's a whole other topic (laughs) isn't it though (laughs) oh my gosh yes we need faces faces are helpful faces and not screens put the phones down guys (laughs) yes yeah oh my goodness awesome oh also my last note was dance equals life because there was like the dancing was just the dance break seemed to really everyone just shook it off and i was like the one that made me laugh was when the three guys were doing that like marching together thing and i was like that took practice boys like i was like you didn't just get up there and do that like it was so funny i'm just like imagining them like rehearsing before they got up on that little like banister thing it was so funny Uh, yeah everyone needs a dance break for sure yeah oh my gosh yeah uh this was such a fun conversation. I super appreciate you joining me today and talking about this really classic but yeah, weird movie. Yeah, and I probably would have um, never seen it had I not fun. been asked to watch it. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that maybe you were encouraged and reminded to have a little more empathy for um maybe some teenagers in your life and or maybe just a little bit of grace for yourself when you were a teenager um i also hope that you learned a little bit and thought a new thought i hope that you Hope maybe our conversation about being brave enough to be yourself and grace for other people to be themselves, um, just a good reminder for us all to do the best we can, but know that others are doing the best they can with what they have as well, and just to have grace and empathy and kindness. Um, So I hope this was a reminder to be kind, and I hope that you all have a great week.
Until next time.